Chris and uh, his relationship toward the people. We are so blessed to have Start from the beginning. his words that it opens for us a lot. I was going through the Bible and one time I was talking about Genesis and today it's going to be the next book of the Bible, Exodus. And I tell you this, that without um, without Exodus, we would not be able to understand the rest of the Bible. Exodus is pretty important for us to move forward. Before we go and talk about the God of Exodus, I would like to thank all of you who participated here by giving your requests, singing, um, reading the scripture, uh, being in the sound system, both and making that happen for us so we can sing together with those people and also have PowerPoint presentation. Thank you, each one of you. There was a man who was the most sinful man in the Bible. Do you know who it is? Ahab. Well, he was pretty sinful. But there is one more uh, that is much more sinful than that. So, yes, at the end of his service as a king, he became pretty sinful. Yes, well, the devil is of course in the, the, the master of the seed of the seed. Manasseh. Manasseh, pretty, pretty bad. A lot of bad kings, right? In the history of Israel. But you're probably going to be surprised that uh, Moses is the most simple person in the world. And you would ask why? Because he broke all ten commandments at once. Mm -hmm. Right? He broke all commandments at once. And you know, if we break even one commandment, we break the most precious thing that we can have as people, relationship with God. His head's in the project. And we become sinners. One and we are becoming sinners. Here is what Dwight Moody said. Remember Dwight Moody, anybody knows? Moses spent 40 years thinking he was somebody. 40 years, next 40 years learning he was nobody. And 40 years discovering what God can do with a nobody. Pretty good, right? That's actually underlines uh, the life of Moses. You can divide it, or actually it's three sections. First section he spent in Egypt, and he was destined to be the next pharaoh. Because of his action, he had to run for his life as a fugitive and became a shepherd. What a contrast. To be a prince of Egypt, having the best education, mm -hmm. and then 
running toward the people that language he, he probably didn't even speak. He had to learn the language. He married a, a lady who, uh, uh, his wife was actually a, a daughter of a priest, Midian priest. And um, the book of Genesis, we remember the, how it starts in the beginning, right? So the book of Genesis is the beginning, the book of the beginnings. It describes how the life started on our planet. It describes life, marriage, families, sin, how sin entered the world. A lot of beginnings, right? How about Exodus? Second book of the Bible is called in English Bible Exodus. Do you know how it's called in Hebrew? In Hebrew Bible, it's not called Exodus. It's called Shemot. Here's Genesis, why it's it's called in Hebrew Bible the beginning, because the first Hebrew word is the beginning. In Exodus, the first Hebrew word is the names. So in Hebrew, this uh, second book is called the names. Author, Moses. The span of life uh, in, in the book of Genesis is about 2,500 years. It starts with paradise and it ends up with a coffin and Joseph's bones and body in the coffin. Exodus. How long do you think Exodus puts it? Well, Moses was born in the, sec in the second chapter, right? For some time, God was hearing the, the cries of Israelites that they are enslaved, that they want to get out of this bondage, out of Egypt. And as a result, Moses was born. And it took 40 years to, for him to learn something in Egypt, another 40 years to be in the desert as a shepherd. And, that, and then God called him for a special ministry to lead people out of Egypt. So, the book of Exodus describes about 80 years of history. What does Exodus actually mean? What does it mean, Exodus? It's a Greek word. Ex means out of, and hodos in Greek means road. So, literally, it means the way out. The road out, the way out. And God is our exodus from sin. What are the themes of exodus? Here are the themes. It describes about slavery, and it offers freedom, escape from the bondage, divine initiative, covenant, law, People of Israel and worship 
टूट जाए what we see in this book the most important thing is this uh, one it's the great controversy because it describes moses who leads people out of slavery he is a prototype of jesus he is like jesus who is leading us from the ultimate sin and 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 bondage sin is a bondage is a slavery so the book of exodus has 40 chapters easy to remember there are two sections the first section starts with chapter 1 ends in chapter 19 and it's about uh, Moses, who is growing up, preparing himself for this incredible ministry. And then God is calling him. And then in chapter 20, we see Israel already coming out after plagues. They are coming out of uh, Egypt. They are coming to the mount where they meet with God. And God, in chapter 20, gives them commandments. So from chapter 20 till chapter 40, we see how God relates to his people through the laws and it starts with prologue uh, egypt is oppressed they're crying for help and guess how many years it, it will take to actually god fulfilling well if you take the chapter two which is the birth of moses then at least it's 80 years at least but God promised that they are going to come out of that bondage and it happened now what we see here Moses uh, escapes genocide basically Pharaoh even though he let them go but he chased them um, Moses himself when he was a baby genocide was uh, against the boys everybody who was a jewish boy was supposed to be thrown into knife and be killed but miraculously he was found by princess of egypt she adopted him and the rest of the story is there in exodus At a certain point of time after Joseph died, we don't know how many years, but during the time when Joseph was there, they were treated as honorable guests. Like very best land was given to Israel. They were not enslaved. They were not making bricks or pyramids. But when Joseph died, the Pharaoh king, who it says, the Bible says, he didn't know Joseph. And he saw the opportunity to make slaves out, out of these millions of people. How do you think the pyramids were built? By slaves. Just uh, something interesting here. Uh, 
in the 19, beginning of 1901 or two, there was a Latvian immigrant. Um, he came to the United States and he expected his wife to join him. And meanwhile, he wanted to build a special buildings, um, special uh, because they were so massive garden area and other buildings on it and he was building it without machine by himself at night so this park exists you can go there is uh, those uh, uh, stones are waiting tons tons and tons and tons so how is it possible that this man uh, was able to move those stones put them on top of one another almost like in Egypt. He claimed before his death that uh, he discovered a special way how to move you know, tons of, of stone or, or stones that weigh tons with anti-gravity mechanism. You can read about it. I, I don't know. I didn't believe until I just read it. Uh, and uh, he died without revealing his secret but the building that he all those buildings they do exist you know they're in the united states anyway how the pyramids were built it's a mystery given today and uh, to build it especially on the sand move them also that way it's a, it's a still a mystery but somehow they did it so moses grew up He's 40 years old. He sees the Egypt, Egyptian um, beating uh, somebody uh, who is Israelite. He decided to interfere. Uh, was it something that God wanted him to do? I'm, I'm sure it was not God's will. He decided to take the matter into his hands and this way to help his own people. When Pharaoh found out about it, what did he do? What did Pharaoh do? He became so angry, he was searching for Moses. So God saves Israel by calling Moses from the burning bush in chapter 3 and chapter 4. And then uh, in, from chapter 5 to chapter 12, we see 10 plagues. And God is all pardon Pharaoh of Egypt and gods of Egypt. God sends Moses to Pharaoh first with just a few miracles. And then later, uh, more and more and more miracles. By the way, in Old Testament, which book of the Bible has the most miracles? That Most what? Miracles. Miracles. Which of the Old Testament books has the most miracles? It's this one. <laughs> Exodus has the most miracles that occurred. Talking about plagues. How is it possible that God of love can send plagues. Have you ever thought about this? 
Because they were disappointed? Mm. Yes, they were. They, they were not fair, of course, as slave masters. Does God love Israelites? Yeah. Yeah, we see that he does. Does he like love Egyptians? Yeah. Yes. Does God want to save Israelites and Egyptians? Yes. Look at how God is dealing with this. First, he sends Moses without plagues, but with miracles. Remember those miracles that happened? So, that was a warning. It was to take somebody's attention and say, I am God, that is real, right? My miracles are real. It's called for freedom. Remember the famous words from the song? Let my people go. Let my people go. Pharaoh had an opportunity to do just that right away, right? Uh -huh. But he didn't want to do it. His heart was hardened. He didn't want to let these people go. So Pharaoh is a type of uh, Satan. Satan keeps people in bondage of sin, and we are addicted to sin, and Pharaoh does not want to let us go. Only God, who, are, who is our leader, true leader, can take us out of bondage. Now, the first plague, God is using power there, and then gradually, every next plague is just pressing a little bit harder and harder. Goats, uh, um, crocodiles, birds, insects. God can use all of those things. Egyptians, they had gods, remember? What kind of gods they had? What did they worship? Animals, insects. So their gods, they were praying to those insects and animal, animals, gods, thinking that they're powerful. They can save them. What God is showing them here, that he is the real God, and those gods The ten plagues ends up in overpowering Pharaoh and allowing Israel to go free. And today, people of Israel celebrate Passover. It's a celebration of coming out of Egypt. When a lamb was sacrificed, his blood was put on doorposts. The blood of a lamb saved those who applied it on the doorposts. Jesus saves everyone. His blood by faith, applies to the doors of our hearts. Then we see dramatic sequence. Uh, Israel is chased by the Pharaoh and his soldiers. God is parting the sea, letting Israelites go through, and then saving them from Pharaoh. Then in 19, chapter 19, they come to the Mount Sinai. God speaks to them, gives them law, 
And so chapter 19 ends the first half of Exodus. God gives ten commandments. By the way, how he gave ten, ten commandments first? Anybody remembers it? He was speaking out to the people. Moses was standing between God and the people so that there would be some kind of protection that they would feel protected. They were terrified. But they could hear that. It's interesting. Um, God's plans for tabernacle. He not only, not only gives them law, but he also says, I want to dwell in your camp, right in the middle of the camp. That never happened before. Even in paradise, there was no dwelling, certain dwelling place for God. So this is something new. He wanted to be right in the midst of them. What does it say to us? Does it say to us that maybe God wants to be right in the center of our life? <laughs> when you take the Ten Commandments and you want to conclude all of them, Ten Commandments, in just one commandment or two, two commandments, what it would be? Love God. With, with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. So love is important. And the second commandment, as important as the first, by the way, love your name as you love yourself. <laughs> At least that much. But if you want to just make one commandment, then it would be just love. Love. Somebody would say today to you that Ten Commandments no longer valuable, important. So we, we can actually change them. Some, some churches would go so far as we can change them. It's the character of God. Why would you want to change the character of God? Can we actually change the character of God? <laughs> God establishes Israel as his nation, nation of evangelists who are showing to the world how to love God and people. You love me, you will keep my commandments. God of Exodus is permitted to free us from our fell. God of Exodus asks his nation to build a dwelling place for him right in the midst of the camp. You have very powerful being living in your presence, providing food, shelter, water, rescuing you, delivering you, redeeming you, loving you. And that's what the book is all about. God answers prayers. Sometimes right away. Sometimes with delay. Timing is something that God knows is better. And when it's bad. Sometimes he says no, but that's the answer we also should accept. Not this Friday, but Friday before, I went to pick up to the bus station 
uh, a caregiver because she cannot drive. She's uh, an older lady, but she sits with my mother-in-law, um, watches her every day when my wife goes to work. And um, I usually leave my house at 7 o'clock in the morning to pick her up. She goes by bus from Gomalinda to the place where we live. But the bus comes short about two miles, and so I don't want her to walk and I mean two miles. <laughs> Suddenly, before I leave, I hear my dogs barking, not regularly, kind of like a little bit of barking at someone or something, but very, very intense barking, you know. You know something that you have to go and look what's happening there on the street. So I opened the garage thinking I'm going to back up and here's a dog. You know, dog comes without a uh, uh, owner and I never seen that dog before and I walk with my dogs every day. So I pretty much know all the dogs in, in, in that neighborhood. Uh, and this dog is a pure dog, very pretty, very, very looking like taken care of, but doesn't have a tab. Has a collar, but no tab. So I'm thinking, what can I do? Especially if this dog is not used to the cars, that, that can be deadly for the dog. You know, the cars are coming and going. Well, I can kind of said a prayer, a little prayer. God help this dog to be calm. And then that dog was trying to get into backyards of my neighbors. So I knew he is not from this neighborhood. He is new to this neighborhood. He doesn't know where he lives. Uh, so I went, came back maybe like 20, 25 minutes later. Um, I spoke to caregiver and I said to her, she, her name is Valentina. I said, the story about dogs, this dog, lost dog, and I said, maybe we shall pray about it. So we prayed, short prayer. And when we come to my house in the car, my neighbor is giving this dog water in, in a little uh, container. So I went home, I took um, a plate uh, and put some those uh, food, dry, dry food. And the dog was very comfortable. And came to me, and so I took the leash, and I decided, some, 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 something told me, you have to take this guy to the vet. Maybe there is a chip, and there is an address information about the owner in the chip. Uh, so I, I started putting this dog into the car, but my car is kind of it's SUV, it's a little bit higher, and the dog didn't want to do it. And I didn't want to pick up the dog because what if he bites me, right? So somehow I managed to do it. So think about time, all of that time. And uh, so I'm driving, I'm turning to the baseline street, and uh, on the other side of the road, it's a wilderness. And there are trails where people just walk on the trails. And right when I was turning, I see a man uh, coming down the trail. 
And I just, something told, told me, ask this man. Maybe that's his story. Yeah. And uh, I did. And it was his dog. And he he was praying too. And he gave me a hand and shook me and thanked me and said that he, he has a shop, auto shop on such and such street. If you need car service, just come and I will I will do the I will do for free or something like that. Uh, so he was very thankful. And I'm thinking that if it would be just maybe 15, 20 seconds one way or the other. I would not be able to meet him. He was going to his truck. He said he gave up. He was searching the dog in the mountains and just gave up. At the time when I was there, if I would go to the vet, I'm not so, so sure if I could get information if he has a chip. And then I would, wouldn't know what to do at all. So this man was not from this neighborhood. He just came with a dog to walk, let him go. And of course, the rest of the story is that God, I believe, answers prayers, even for a dog and, and his own. And God answered prayers for Israel, and he is answering, still answering prayers for anybody who is praying. Shall we pray? Father, what a privilege we have today to look at the history of the nation, which you, you promised to this nation many, many blessings, and you always came through. You always fulfill your promises. We just have to stay thankful and faithful. Help us to be faithful to you every day. Help us to put you right in the center of our lives. We are asking in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks, Thanks, Jacob.